0: Do you know? Do you have Arby's?
1: Yep. Yep.
0: It's not really my jam.
1: You're not. You're not a beef and cheddar fan.
0: I like roast beef, but like real roast, like from like a deli.
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
0: It took me until this year to realize that Arby's is like R and B, like roast beef. Like it never occurred to me that that's why it's titled that.
1: Holy shit.
0: Did I just enlighten you? Yes. See? It's wild.
1: I'm Matt, and welcome to Pod Wraiths, a Star Trek Deep Space Nine podcast. If this is your first time joining us, we're two friends watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine and sharing both our deep and irreverent thoughts on our favorite Star Trek series.
0: This week, we're talking about Season 4, Episode 13 Crossfire, teleplayed by Renee Echeverria and directed by Les Landau. Crossfire aired on January 29th, 1996.
1: This week on Deep Space Nine, Odo must face his feelings for Kira when she falls in love with First Minister Shakar, her former Resistance leader.
0: You'll get caught up in the crossfire. Did you have that game in Canada, like in the nineties? Uh, it's 90s? not.
1: It's not. Maybe. Probably. It's not ringing any like bells for me specifically. But what bells it is ringing? Do you remember Crossfire and CNN, like in yeah. the early two thousand? Yeah. That, I act, like, it's funny. Th-
0: it's funny that you asked because for a long time I like got the two things confused and I thought that the Crossfire game jingle yeah. was the Crossfire TV show jingle. Like I melded the two memories, but yes, I am very aware of Tucker Carlson and Paul Begala and their, their Crossfire show. Um, <sighs> It was a fucking mess.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh- I, did I just a, hate that I've known who Tark- Tucker Carl- Carlson is for, like, half my life. Yeah. It's him and like... his
0: stupid bow ties. I mean, bow ties are cool, but not when C- Tucker Carlson's wearing one.
1: Yeah. I mean, they particularly weren't cool in, like, 2002 and 2003 and the, the height of my crossfire watching. Um, You'll get caught t- up in
0: the Tucker Carlson crossfire. crossfire the bow
1: tie um and the fascism you No, know, in high school my weekends basically i would either watch cnn or much more music which is like canada's version of vh1 right so, yeah did they um, have
0: a show very similar to like mtv's total request live
1: not so much but a lot of it was like the vh1 like nostalgia content like mm-hmm. behind the music pop-up or like video countdowns yeah and pop-up video too and like all mm-hmm. all that i jam. love pop-up video
0: um, you could pretty much get me to watch anything with like a pop-up like i used to watch that dating show that like
1: oh blind date yeah that had the pop-up that. stuff
0: yeah. uh, pop-up yeah. was real important in the 90s and early 2000s
1: what was it important, or did we just like it because we have undiagnosed ADHD?
0: <laughs> Probably we just like fact little factoids and like snide comments. yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so great. Elise, did you or did you not remember this episode like um, number thirteen?
0: I think vaguely, but not really. I remembered the scene where um Kira told odo that she likes the belt that he wears that is a scene i remember but i think it's because like i've had conversations about that not like because i remember watching it the first time
1: because the belt is for fashion not function
0: yes i mean a shapeshifter does not need a belt like they don't actually have real pants that need to get like held together
1: (laughs) Oh, and, like, not to, like, overthink the whole shapeshifter, like, Odo is, like, a goo man who forms clothes. It's, like, I, I've always, even as a kid, even as a kid, like, 20 however many years ago, you know, when this episode first aired and what was it, 96? Yeah. Um, so, was that, like, seven years ago? Or 17 years ago? Um,
0: um, are you anyways. kidding me? That was 27 years ago.
1: <laughs> fuck okay anyways like watching it back like in the 90s um <laughs> fuck the the, the 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 30 years ago thing just threw me for a yeah. i can't remember what i was gonna 1996 say 1996 was the oh year. no odo's combadge. badge yeah i've always wondered so odo's combadge badge is part of his 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 goodness and like how does it work then like did they just like <laughs> I,
0: like when he turns back does it just fall off Like, if it is a real combat. But no,
1: it doesn't. So it's obviously part of him. But then how does it, how is it functional?
0: Maybe it just gets lost in the goo for a little bit. Like a jello mold that has, like, fruit in it. But, like, it's the combat. See, it should be like a
1: mobile emitter sort of situation where, like, he puts it on. Because, like, you know, because then it's. When he's created the... Fa- Anyways, whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. There are more interesting and cringy things to talk about in this episode. Than, I think that I'm going to... You know.
0: I think that I want to write a song called Lost in the Goo, though. <laughs> I've never written a song in my life, so this is not actually going to happen, but like...
1: Well, maybe just like lost start in with... The goo. Um, Start with the lyrics and like do it as a poem, and then you can hire <laughs> DG Empirical, the composer of our very groovy theme song, yes. to write the music to it.
0: That is an excellent idea. Um, on a different note, how amazing are Cork's pajamas in this episode? <laughs> I, yeah, I think I want a pair. You should. It, is it, it was kind of like a onesie situation, and like I couldn't tell if like the slippers were part of it or like a separate thing they looked really comfortable I also really Wait, the whole I d- ensemble
1: looked comfortable <laughs>
0: yeah I also really enjoyed there's a scene early on where like Worf and Odo are commiserating about how they like hate uninvited visitors to their quarters and I just thought that that was really funny because we hadn't except for like when Worf is like Odo I think you're doing a shitty job at your job like they don't really have a conversation and it's funny that Odo kind of does actually do a shitty job at his job in this episode.
1: (laughs) But yeah. 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 And like, I wonder too, like, it's, it's a fun scene for sure. I, and it's intentionally was injected, I'm sure to, uh, add a little bit of lightness to kind of a, not super heavy, but more serious episode. But it did, it did leave me with a question I want to ask you, Elise.
0: Can I ask you a question? sorry that's a Taylor swift song
1: um do you think they butt heads again ultimately i was doing a shitty job of his job um this episode but do you think they're too similar to be friends a lot of the same things annoy them and they're just yeah too similar? yeah
0: i think so it's funny we were talking about the tv show the ultimatum um because I'm watching that we were talking about it before we started recording and I was saying that everyone picks someone similar to them as their like trial marriage in that show I'm not going in if you're interested google the ultimatum I'm not getting into the details um and like it doesn't always work (laughs) so yes
1: I always think about my like go to when it's like people being too similar and like with dating and it doesn't work out is in the first season of the OC oh. when Seth dates Anna. Oh yeah. Like, it's like great, it's like dating myself and then it's like and then was like we're too similar. Is, I don't want to date myself.
0: It's really I funny. Date someone who compliments me. Actually that you said that because in the episode of the Ultimatum that I was just watching.
1: Adam Brody was in it?
0: Yep. Um
1: Seriously? No
0: Oh (laughs) And um One of the They were doing like A meet the parents Kind of thing With like their trial marriage And the one Dad Asked the I have nipples Greg (laughs) It it was exactly like that Um Did you see the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film?
1: Not yet I want to Okay Uh, There's
0: a really funny like Milking joke in, In that movie Um but, yeah, so basically the the dad asked the his daughter's, like, fake husband for three weeks, would you marry yourself? And, like, he had a hard time answering that, and it was really interesting because the two people were very similar. So, you know? You
1: don't know if that would be good it's or It's totally bad. a question that production gave the dad to ask.
0: Oh, I'm like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any, like... Um, Delusions about the or illusions or I don't know what the delusions is correct about this being like you know forced a little bit. So we have met Shakar before, and I had kind of forgotten actually, even though it wasn't that long ago. Um, Iris even bear had said that he felt that the this episode specifically changed Shakar's character a little too much from how we originally saw him. Like it made him too sensitive, and I. Th- I kind of see what he's saying, but I also feel like the, I think the word sensitive is maybe, like, not how I would describe it, but I know what he means. Like, he definitely means, like, Shakar is more interested in emotional things than we have seen him be in the past, Um, which I don't think means he's too sensitive. I think it just means he has, like, different priorities. Um, But people do change, so... It was a little, I had a hard time, and I'll, I get into this a little bit later in the notes, but I had a hard time with Shakar asking Odo so many questions about Kira. Um, that felt like, that part did kind of feel out of character because he was so stoic when we first met him. Like, it just didn't make sense. It felt, like, gossipy and and
1: weird. Yeah, and I sorry i'm just trying to formulate my thoughts coherently or as coherently as possible (laughs) i wonder how much of the characterization of shakar in this episode is presenting a foil to odo as the you know traditionally like stoic like stiff upper lip sort of you know suffering and in silence sort of you know person like unable to share his his feelings or feeling like he's unable to to share his feelings and then shakar being the like you know emotionally like intuitive one um, or the sensitive guy the nice guy if you will Mm. who you know air quotes wins Naree's heart, right? Like, so I wonder if, like, how much of is that, like, and I don't even know if that's necessarily like intentional, but just kind of like something, some sort of form of like, you know, internalized that these can, you know, these are they're which way Western man, it's like one of these two avenues is available to you, and really, it's like humans, even men, um, are more complicated than that, like, and can contain multitudes. But yeah, it just seems like. Like, there's, like, another episode of this where, you know, or another version of this episode where Kira's deciding between the stoic guy or, you know, the the deep feeler, the sensitive guy, right? Like, yeah. But. It's I
0: interesting because because of the way, and I'm just going to get into this, like, there's a whole, like, friend zone. Get in, into
1: po- the group Bit
0: of this Sorry. episode that I hate. You don't have to apologize for Madonna. um. Where, like, I almost feel like because Odo is the friend, um, that he is, like, the nice guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's the person that Kira goes to to talk about stuff. And, like, so that... I read it a little bit differently um, where I thought, like, okay, Odo was, like, the best friend and this other guy was, like, the exciting, like, adventure guy. I don't know. Who, like isn't scared to say how he feels (laughs) that's
1: fair i think that's a fair reading yeah um he's like the ducky exactly i almost said
0: that i literally almost said ducky and now i wish i had because we were literally thinking our brains they're good yeah Yeah, i definitely speaking
1: of you know eras of, of films and teen romances that give us complicated feelings <laughs> that you didn't necessarily have the first couple times you wanted that's ducky's pretty in pink right Just for yep. folks who aren't aware yeah 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 yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, i forget what, what the, the other the guy's hughes name
0: classics? i forget what oh that reminds me i was watching something like yesterday and there was like a john hughes like film festival in it and now i don't remember what it was I think
1: um, I started is watching it Blaine or Steph.
0: Oh, Blaine. Oh, what a horrible
1: yeah. name. <laughs> Blaine McDonald. That sounds like such like a 80s hot boy name.
0: Blaine McDonald sounds like a farmer. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's not like an insult because farm. there's nothing uh, wrong with being Blaine a farmer.
1: McDonald and i yeah. I'm going to sing a song for you all. He's bouncing off my booty cheeks. I love the way he rides. I love that that is I what, what you were going for. And I'm deep inside. and
0: I'm like, old McDonald's had a farm. <laughs> like, that's like where my brain <laughs> went. Oh, uh, that's funny. So I hate friend zone nonsense. In all media, I find unrequited love mostly boring, um, especially when the other person, like, is not shown to have any sort of potential interest in the person that has the unrequited feelings. Um, this show basically shows that Odo has been waiting for Kira to get over the death of Barile. Um, yeah. And then basically this other dude comes and steals his thunder. It's very cliche, um, and I find it really tired.
1: Yeah, and I know when we were like messaging back and forth as I was watching the episode yesterday, um, it was actually kind of very similar to a couple years ago when we both rewatched the the first um, Sam Raimi Sam Raimi Spider Man from two thousand and two, and the whole like idea of the friend zone, and then it's like the episode doesn't okay. I'm trying to decide how I want to <laughs> phrase this. Um, this is a safe space. This it is, is a censorship free space, the you know, hold your judgment, please. No. Um, I don't think the episode explicitly makes this textual. Right. But being a like cis guy, um, and having been raised in patriarchy in the ways and thinks, you know, our being self-aware and, you know, things we've internalized things and, you know, we step up and have different attitudes that we correct and et cetera, et cetera. But the episode doesn't explicitly say this, but like in any sort of like friend zone sort of space, which is I think very much what this is, whether that term was, you know, as ubiquitous in, in 96 as it has been, you know, for the right. last twenty years. I don't know because apparently it's thirty-seven years ago. <laughs> Twenty-seven. Um, <laughs>
0: don't 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 age us another ten years.
1: But it's it's that idea, and I think this is what you're keying on, Elise, is that you put in time in the friend zone and at some point you're promoted to boyfriend status, right? Right. Because you're waiting out the grieving, you're being that person there that's, you know, supporting them and everything else. And then when they're ready, you're right in front of them. Like they're right here waiting for you. Um,
0: I'm going to have that song stuck in my head for the rest of the day. Thanks.
1: That was probably more like 37 years ago. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I think you're right. <laughs> that was an <the> '80s thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, but that was and very like there, funny. there's, and again, the episode doesn't explicitly say Odo thinks this, right? But that's I think the strong inference and implication, impl- implication, excuse me, not implementation, <laughs> implication mm-hmm. of there is, and that I think is where, again, I want to be very careful. And names have very specific meanings, and I think, broadly speaking, we defang a lot of very specific definitions by calling everything vaguely similar to this, this word. But it's like that sense of entitlement is to like, Kira's romantic um, affections Mm -hmm. is where I don't think Odo's a full on incel, but I think that's where that's incel-ish.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, I was going to do a like, uh, I kind of like, you know, I I hate crime because he's so mad that he oh, yeah. doesn't date him. But, like, that's the part that's just really icky to me watching this. And you know what? Full disclosure, maybe it's icky for me because in my younger more vulnerable years, I was there. Right. Right? Like, mm-hmm.
0: so. I mean, to be fair, and I, I, I mean, we don't often see this in, in media, but, like, I've been there, too. You know, like, it's usually... A guy waiting for a girl um, in these stories, um, historically. Which has
1: its own sort of, like, fucked-up, internalized, like, purity (laughs) culture, sort of, like, you know. I wrote last February for Valentine's Week on the Movie John website. I wrote, it's kind of like a personal essay, I guess, um, about the graduate Scott Pilgrim versus the world and the idea of like chivalric love and like the quest for chivalric love and like putting in the times and the steps and I think that it's very similar kind of to that sort of internalized attitudes that I was talking about. So, if I if I may be so bold and do say it myself, I think it's a pretty good piece. So folks can find that on the the movie John website if they want to read it.
0: Awesome. Um, one thing that I. I didn't really think about this, but I watched I watched this episode with both um, AJ, who I always watch with, and friend of the pod Tessa, and Tessa mentioned that everyone in this episode kind of treats Odo as if he's asexual and I, or doesn't mm. have emotions or sexual feelings, and I don't mean that like more like uh, like Shikar is talking to Odo about Kira in a way where he's asking all these questions, but he just assumes that, like, Odo's only friends with Kira, that there's nothing more there. And Kira yeah. talks to Odo about Shakar and stuff without being like, hey, like, they're very close friends. And, like, I know I live in a world where friendships and romance and and sex can be blurry. And I know that that's not true for a, a lot of people. So to me, it it felt very much like It would have been really nice if Kira had said to Odo like hey do you mind if I talk to you about this stuff like just to be like am I making you uncomfortable you know like and I do not subscribe to the belief that we need to check with every one of our friends at all times like is it okay if we talk about this now like I'm not that kind of person I think there's situations where it might be relevant but like I don't know. Odo and Kira are really good friends, and they don't talk about this stuff pre- really. So, like, to talk about it now feels very much like hey, do you mind? Wouldn't have been the worst thing.
1: But we also have information that Kira doesn't, right? Like- That's
0: true. But I also, I just feel like no one acts as if Odo could pot- potentially have romantic feelings. Except for except for Quark, of, of course, later you know, at in this episode, um, yeah. I really shakar does not know Odo as the saying goes from Adam, and so it's weird to me that he's asking Odo questions about Kira. Um, like that's really uncomfortable, and everything that shakar says to Odo feels like something he should be asking Kira directly. Shakar and Odo don't know each other, they are not friends. It just like doesn't make any sense to me. Like if someone that I didn't know was like asking me if like you had said anything about them, like I would be like, fuck off. Like that's talk to Matt. You know what I mean? Like it just didn't make sense to me that he would do that. And then uh AJ joked, Does Shakar want Odo to change into the do you like me Y R N <laughs> note? Like that like middle school kids would write each other. My
1: friends, if you do don't be afraid to take me by the hand.
0: Yeah, it just it's just do. leaving If you
1: think this is how love goes, check yes or no. Yeah, no, I sorry, finish your thought and then
0: I was just I saying like it leaves Kira out of the equation when Kira should be like the number one person discussing this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's my largest criticism of this episode is Kira's very much on the periphery and i get that it's you know an o- o- it's ultimately functionally an odo episode and it's you know from his perspective but again talking about that whole idea of like chivalric love and the quest and putting in the time it's like kira is very much like portrayed as like the romantic prize as like almost like an object um and like i we don't see a lot of her having a lot of agency in making choices. But then again, she doesn't. the only choice she knows in this episode is whether or not Shakar gets out of the air quotes friend zone. Right. If mm-hmm. that, that friendship is evolving into like a more romantic track. Right. Um As far as your point about the weirdness of, of Shakar, like coming to Odo, you're right. They, they don't, you know, they just meet in this episode, but they know that they do have mutual, they are mutual friends, and it's like, I totally agree with you. Shakar should just, you know, be brave and be secure in himself, enough in himself, much like Odo should, to, you know, share how they're feeling with Kira. And I get that that's a big, big risk, and we can get more into to that later, but that's so much better than pining and, like, driving yourself crazy, I think, ultimately. But again, it's easier said than done. But, like, if you were you know, if you were interested in someone and they had a really close friend and friends and you were kind of all hanging out together, like, I can I can see that making sense where it's, like, like has she said anything about whether, you know, she liked me or not? Or, like, what did she think of me? But, like, I can kind of... I, I wasn't as rubbed weird by that as you, I think you were or sound like you were. I just think... Because... so episodes from Odo's perspective, it feels extra weird, because clearly that's something that Odo doesn't want to entertain, because he also wants to pursue, pursue Kira, right?
0: Right. I just feel like if it was about me, I would be angry if I found out that conversation. Yeah, not totally angry, fair. but like totally be like fair. annoyed if I found out that conversation happened. Totally fair. Totally fair. Um, It was really hard to like watch Odo, like watching their dates. Um... Yeah. Like, I I wanted to cover my face with, like, a blanket while watching this or, like, watch it between my fingers because it was just so much.
1: Well, and that's where Odo needed to, like, have more clear boundaries with himself. Right. And be like, oh, no, I can't. You know, I know you want me to guard you, but unfortunately, you know, like, we can get Worf to follow you around or deputy or whatever. Right um that's odo punishing himself right right? and And especially when sorry go ahead no you can you continue mine was like for later and then especially when i wanted to crawl in a hole and die the most because it was so awkward was when kira and shakar have the sleepover date right and odo relieves the deputy and stands like watch outside kira's apartment while she's on a, like a sleepover date like just because he's feeling insecure and jealous and he's like just just ugh, ugh, ugh,
0: yes ugh. um yeah
1: vomit i i agree
0: completely um when odo i mean this we're, we haven't talked about like the actual plot of this episode yet but like when when odo fucks up at his job and like goes back to his room and has his tantrum tessa pu- called him kylo ren and i was like that is so apt like just how he destroyed his room like it reminds me of the scene where kylo ren like basically destroys the, the elevator or the lift and like just throws shit around because he can't like
1: manage his motions um what are you saying that like completely internalizing your feelings and not having a healthy outlet to process and discuss them can lead to explosive behavior that involves, you know, Kylo Ren like temper tantrums? I don't believe it. That's exactly I what haven't I... Li- <laughs> I I definitely haven't lived that and don't have direct experience.
0: <laughs> That's exactly what I was saying. Thank you for um paraphrasing me so eloquently. <laughs> I do get what girl. <laughs> I do. Um, what girl. I'm happy that Odo is able to put up boundaries at towards the end of the episode. But it feels watching it. And I mean, I know this is supposed to be from Odo's perspective, but watching it, I couldn't help feeling like if I was Kira, I would be so like concerned and like not because I don't know why. Um, but I'm also, like, a very curious, nosy fucking person. And I'd be like, why? What's going I'd be like, Odo would not have gotten away with this with me. I would have, like, made him tell me <laughs> that he loves me. <laughs> like, that's where this yeah, conversation like- would have ended. Which is, like, obviously yeah. what Odo's trying not yeah. to do. But I'm like kira just is like okay like at the end like she suggests a different thing like oh we could do it at a different time and or whatever and he's just like
1: about the criminal reports yeah
0: "Yeah." and like i just would not you know me i'm like such a prodder i'd be like no like tell me exactly what you mean
1: (laughs) well and i think okay thank you you've helped me like crystallize something too and i talked about like you're welcome having no agency you're welcome (laughs) i appreciate that thank you um she doesn't seem like Kira this episode. Like, Kira would ask. Kira would poke, yeah. like, you know, yeah. is like a dog with a bone. Like, Oh, totally. You know, a boulder, she fucking, a
0: few episodes ago, went to go find, um, like, a bunch of Bajorans that she was concerned about that, like, probably died, like, 10 fucking years ago or what I don't remember. But, like, she does not let things go. So this,
1: I agree. It, like, didn't feel like her. And I mean, I know sometimes we can all act as a character when we have that, you know, initial butterflies and new relationship energy, but, like, we don't totally, like, I don't know. I don't know.
0: I feel like it would be more believable to me if, like, she didn't see Odo for the rest of the episode because of her new relationship, more than, like, interacting with him so abnormally. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the overall, like, threat plot next or the Odo-Quirk friendship part next?
1: Um, I mean, I think we can do the, like, why why um Odo is, you know, so doing the security thing yeah. and everything else is, Shakar's visiting and there's a threat against his life from that Cardassian um, yeah. fundamentalist movement, the, the True Way, which we heard first mentioned a couple episodes in Our Man Bashir, which is they're the ones who blew up the shuttle that led to the transporter and drumroll please Hall the deck malfunction James Bond episode so the true ways out there they're here they're I mean maybe they're queer I don't know but they like the fascist Cardassian government they're trying to bring back so you know maybe they're not queer then uh, but <laughs>
0: um, yeah so Cisco wants them to like cancel this conference they're mm-hmm. refusing Shakar is also interested in like cutting them down on the time between now and, like, Bajor joining the Federation. Um, So it's kind of, like, part of the goal of the show, really. Or not the goal of the show, but, like, one of the... Cisco's
1: mission, that's why he Yeah, like, one of
0: the overarching things related to Deep Space Nine. Um, so they've upgraded security. Eddington is on leave. Probably the actor couldn't come back or they didn't want to pay him, didn't get too far into that. Um so Worf is filling in, which is fun because Worf was in charge of security on the Enterprise D. So it's like fun to watch him be doing security again. Um I felt like really I mean, we've never seen Odo get this distracted where he like fucks up at work before. Um he forgets to check Worf's security code before handing over control of the turbo lift, and he, Shakar, and Kira are in the lift. And then we find out someone's like intimidating Worf's voice. And then Odo does some like thing where he uses his body to, st- to stop the lift from f- falling. And I think it was really interesting. I forget which person um, said this, but like one of the people that work on the show said that. They had a hard time with like how to handle this because they didn't want to make Odo into like Superman, you know? Yeah. Um, like after you can be Superman, like there's no threat that you can't handle. <laughs> um so it was kind of um I don't think they were entirely like thrilled with how it had that part had turned out. Um I one thing that felt kind of strange is that Cisco dropped the like dropped it when Odo was like I I got distracted I don't want to get into it like that felt like something that also should be poked and prodded like there has to be an official report about what happened so I'm finding it hard to believe that Cisco just lets this go but that's what it that's what happens
1: the stuff I liked in the episode the most was the quark and Odo stuff
0: (laughs) me too um well, we first we find out that Odo's quarters are directly above Quark's, um, which I think is really funny. Um, I really think Quark is like unbelievably kind to Odo in this episode. Um, he realizes that Odo has feelings for Kira, which I think is any but any good bartender <laughs> would would <laughs> would figure that out.
1: Yeah, I I like how emotionally intuitive quark is in in this episode um and like i think it's these glimpses into quark's kind of interior or interiority i should say Mm -hmm. um is why i love quark so much it's like just his social programming that gets in the way of you know the secret sweetheart that he actually is um he's more like rom inside than He even wants to admit or wants people to know. Rom,
0: who may or may not have sleep apnea, we don't know. (laughs) Something about his snoring was was like, there was like a whole thing about that. Uh, I love Rom, my Aries King. Mm -hmm. I do think that while Quark is teasing Odo, he is just very kind to him. He's coming from a place of love and like, after everything's said and done and he finds Odo like after his temper tantrum i know cork cares about his profits but him telling odo about the betting pool whenever there's like a crime or whatever um and that they bet yeah. on how long it takes to solve crimes yeah i really you know obviously he cares about making money but i think he really said that to cheer odo up and to be like you know we as a Group, we count on you here. Um, you're important to us, you do, yeah, make it safe. Um, and we recognize that. And I think he gives some really good advice as well. Like, you either have to get over it or tell Kira how you feel. Um, it's interfering with your job at this point, and that is just not healthy.
1: Yeah, and that's Quark ends up giving really good advice if i was odo's friend um i would have given the exact same device, advice but near the beginning of the episode because that's how we started discussing what both Shikar and odo should do <laughs> but
0: one thing i thought was really sweet is that at the end of the episode odo soundproofed his quarters so that it, his stomping around or whatever he's doing in his quarters doesn't bother Quark. And I thought that was very sweet and it was like a, you know what thank you I appreciate you too now kiss they but, but they in can a, kiss in a very <laughs> in a very
1: stereotypical um, <laughs> male way they, they can do, do they talk about how they care about each other no it's all in sarcastic like I hate you this is just for me blah blah blah, blah. it's like oh I think I'd put up with construction just for you no it's like of course like yeah subtext
0: yep exactly so i thought overall this wasn't my favorite episode but i enjoyed the topics that it brought us to like i enjoyed talking about friend zone nonsense so yeah i'm glad i'm glad we got to have that conversation
1: yeah there's some like there's some like interesting moments i think some of what the episode is portraying is is in some ways, it's too relatable for me at times. Um, mm. In, in the, in as I said, in my younger, more vulnerable years, to once again ape one of my my favorite lines from Fitzgerald. Um, yeah, it's like awkward to kind of watch at times, but it's I think for me individually, it's metrics of you know how I've changed over the last twenty seven years and like my perspectives and everything else, right?
0: So, yeah, and I think that's something to celebrate. I don't mean we should have a party. Like, I'm sure you weren't the worst person ever. <laughs> I just meant, like, progress is good.
1: I mean, like, you know, I, I mean, I don't think I was. But, again, two things can be, be true at once. Someone can think that. And, yep. you know, that's that's our perspective. Yeah, and I will I just, just try and be better and go forward.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I was just saying my perspective on you. But I also feel like there was a lot in this episode that I also felt, like, felt relevant to my to my life as well and how i've changed in changed for the better i was a very angsty teenager we'll just leave it at that
1: speaking of the the angst um there's that shot where when we're cork and o- have the comes to odo's quarters and they have that conversation we were just discussing and odo's just sitting there and his Hair is disheveled, and apparently Ira and a bunch of folks didn't like that because Odo's hair is part of him because he's a yep. gay man. So it's like, you know, it's, it's a very evocative image, and I like yeah. that that shot. But also, like continuity-wise, it's like so Odo just, you know, I need to look more disheveled, and then <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I read about that too, and it kind of made me laugh.
1: Like uh, Odo's
0: just falling apart.
1: <laughs> I mean, he did just stop a. Uh, uh, help stop a coup on Earth. So you know it's been it's been yeah. an emotionally tumultuous time for for Mister Odo. Yep. So I don't know about you, Elise, but we've been been chatting for a moment, and my coffee is done, and I'm feeling I'm feeling a little dehydrated. So I think it's time for the Altair Water thir- Thirst Quencher. Altair Water, within the context of Star Trek, first being mentioned by Doctor McCoy in Star Trek Three possibly as a reference to Alta from Altair 4 from the 1950s science fiction epic Forbidden Planets. So, Elise, who are you thirsting for this week?
0: I will say that I do think that Kira and Shakar are actually very cute together. He's way more interesting than our favorite unjammed piece of toast, uh, <laughs> Um He has a resistance spider past, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Um, if he had talked directly to Kira instead of asking Odo questions, I would be way more into it. But one thing I just appreciate is that Star Trek and especially Deep Space Nine just lets people be sexual. Um, they show us that Kira had a sleepover with a man and it was romantic and like that is nice because that is how people act. (laughs) We are sexual beings most of us
1: yeah it's like would the mcu have like a you know extensive part of the plot being that two characters banged off screen no no <laughs> Probably it
0: wouldn't not. nope we either see it kind of on screen if it was tony stark or it would be nobody <laughs>
1: See, but that was that was not to get into MCU discourse, <laughs> but like that was early on, right? That was when they were still letting Tony drink. I yeah. have not seen him drink since Iron Man Two. Um, I didn't realize okay. that. Yep, yep. Mm. Considering it was such a big part, and then as it got big, bigger, and then Disney got sole control. Anyways, there's yeah. I wonder if that'll be referenced in an upcoming book on the MCU. Um, I have right. I have that
0: book pre ordered, so I will find out
1: my i don't have a, any kind of thirst quenching for this episode but my candidate for the most star trek thing is a reused effect shot Shikar's shuttle when you know when we see it mm-hmm. at the beginning of the episode docking yep. with the station is a reuse of the wadi ship docking from season 1's move along home yes.
0: yeah i i didn't have anything but i will co sign yours i think that is very star trek Especially since we,
1: <laughs>
0: I know I was really excited to read that. I was like, "Oh, move on, home rules." Um, it r- reminded me Ten, of two, the four.
1: the a then three more a marine. Sorry, go ahead.
0: You're fine. I was just dancing. Um, it reminds me of the like ship getting blown up scene that gets reused so many times in the TOS era oh, the movies. Bird of prey? Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, freak. and just the one that gets me is and I know it's like a budget thing that it's like they reuse the bird of prey X exp- exp- the explosion from star Trek six, from the finale of that for, you know, as part of the final act in next gen. And it's like, this was literally the last movie and you're using the effect shot. Like it, it hasn't even been like a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like- and the fact that it's like in a film makes it almost worse to me. Like on a, like a TV schedule, I can understand it a little bit more and I'm a little bit more forgiving of it. right Um, but like in a in a so-called major motion picture, it's like come on, folks. So, Crossfire, mixed feelings, but more entertaining to watch than you know Paul Bagula and uh, Tucker Carlson yell at each other. Mm-hmm. So Begala, sorry. you know, there's that. Yeah, Begala, sorry.
0: I mean. It's fine. I don't. I can't was it, help. Didn't
1: it start? Wasn't it James Carville at first, and someone else when yeah. it first started? Yeah, James yeah.
0: Carville, um, whose wife probably loves Tucker Carlson. I'm, I'm just joking, but James Car Carville's wife is famously, um, like, uh, she was like a Bush person.
1: Um, oh, ja- well, I mean, James Carville. Not to get too into, like, you know. 30 year old political <laughs> discourse but like James Carville for folks who don't know was kind of like instrumental in the the Clinton years and the yep. Clinton the Clinton campaigns in yes. the 90s and you're looking at that whole period and like this is the kind of you know the same Tony Blair thing in the in the UK where it's like yes these are the the left wing parties but they're being elected and they're they're moving more to the center and it's more kind of like a soft conservatism. So not totally surprising that his wife would be more on the other, the other side. Um, cause it's not like they are really that left wing to begin with. Exactly. Come for the discussion of Odo's unrequited love. Stay for 30 year old, <laughs> you know, political and stale political analysis. Um, um actually speaking of which i don't know if they're still together they probably are but do you know who maria shriver was with most recently
0: um are she and arnold not together anymore
1: oh they haven't been since that affair and the love child thing came out like like 15 or 20 years ago jesus christ yeah she's with matthew dowd who was the one of the the um head strategists for bush in 2000 and like previously like for the governorship and like was it was him and another aide whose name i forgot um who are instrumental in that whole kind of like compassionate conservatism brand that pre 911 bush was peddling and then okay. you know okay i just
0: want to say the neo-cons that neocons
1: got their hooks in him even more the
0: reason why i'm not totally crazy for not knowing this is because in 2021 is when she and arnold got divorced so it was only 2 years ago they broke they like officially got divorced
1: but they've been separated for a while haven't they i don't know
0: i mean it doesn't really matter but like yeah, well, i was unaware
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter. All right. Oh, yeah, you're right.
0: She filed for divorce in 2011. So they were, like, going through a divorce for, like, 10 years, apparently.
1: I mean, I'm sure they had a lot of complicated assets to figure out. Yes. What does this have to do with Star Trek Deep Space Nine? nothing all right until next time elise where can folks find more of you on the internet
0: you can find me not commenting on maria shriver's um, relationship status on twitter letterboxd and storygraph at chicken double underscore tendy. that's t-e-n-d-i you can find me on blue sky at chicken tendy. you can find my other podcast fang bangers pod on twitter instagram and blue sky at fang bangers pod that's with a z as well as anywhere you listen to podcasts.
1: Yeah, you can catch me um, sometimes on Twitter. I refuse to call it X. um, Letterboxd and Blue Sky (laughs) at MattyHugh. M-A-T-T-Y-H-U-G-H. You can catch us together on Twitter, Instagram, and Blue Sky at Podrace. And you can also email us at podrace at gmail.com.
0: Please remember to rate and review us on the podcasting system of your choice. Thank you again to our editor, Melissa, and DJ Empirical for our interstellar theme song.
1: And until next time, computer and program. Bye!